Everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers get cooked at the crypt and fall into some bad habits. Which ones, you ask? We'll tell you. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Always free, never behind paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where darn near 22,000 subscribers are hanging out, talking to us, talking to each other, and talking about a really lopsided loss on Wednesday, 125 to 110, the final score against the Sacramento Kings at the Crypt. Um, but quite frankly, it was not as close as a 15-point score might indicate. Um, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 uh, over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, Andy. And uh, I don't know if... The Jace case has the type of antibiotics that would cure some of these chronic issues that the Lakers seem to have. Bad first quarters, uh, loose, loose turnovers, um, and rebounding problems. But all of those things, if you could find them in a Jace case, would have come in handy on Wednesday because bad habits, Andy. The Lakers were bad at, back at it on uh, against the Kings. Well, not to get too far ahead of the eventual read we'll be doing for Jace, but they do allow you to customize your Jace case. So that that's something the Lakers could specifically order. They could, you know, skip a few of the antibiotics in there and just go straight to the, you know, cutting down on the turnovers medicine. No amoxicillin, like, but please something that helps us make a layup in the first quarter. Yeah, you know, AD it was it was interesting, and we're, we'll get into AD because this was a very bad showing for AD. There could be could be a few different reasons for it. Ultimately, it didn't matter because they needed him out there. They needed a better effort from him, among other people. But you know, talk about this all he the was time in a in a game where a lot of guys weren't sharp. AD wasn't not just not sharp. He was by his own admission, really bad. And he was sharply unsharp is the yes, way I would put it. He just wasn't there. He was yeah. a non-presence. You know, LeBron had some bad turnovers, but also was there. Um, you know, Reeves had some bad turnovers, but also, you know, near a triple-double. Like, you know, they, eh. imper again, imperfect performances, <laughs> but they showed up. And um, I, I'm going to be honest. I Anthony Davis didn't show up. He he didn't show up. I think it took a while for some of these other guys to show up. But the point I was – I mean, there was a lot of not showing up going on across the board. Um, you know, I this is not a game where you should be looking at the final box. I don't mean you in particular. I just mm -hmm. mean those listening using us to recap what happened and maybe have a box score next to you. This is not a game to use the box score – to give an indication of what happened. But in originally bringing up AD, I was, I was going to say, after the Memphis win, he said that that was the first game the Lakers 
really played a complete game for 48 minutes. Mm -hmm. This was not that (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. You you mentioned the turnovers. They They never led. Never led. They had 23 turnovers in this game, which in and of itself is shockingly bad. But 20 steals for Sacramento, which lets you know, like, this wasn't just, you know, you throw the ball out of bounds, like, you know, offensive foul, some like over the back foul, things like that. Sacramento stole the ball from them 20 times. Like, you have to be shaving points often to pull off something like that. (laughs) My only, my only led to 21 uh, fast break points for Sacramento at one point. Early in the second quarter, the Lakers had turned the ball over seven times, mm. giving up 16 points in the process. That is more than a two-point basket on average for each turnover, meaning you couldn't do much worse either taking care of the ball, given how early it was in the game, or reacting to your mistakes in not taking care of the ball. The tone was set from literally the opening tip three seconds into the game De'Aaron Fox stole the opening tip, went straight to the cup, and yeah. got an and one. My only, my only quibble with the with your characterization of the steals is that you know they stole the ball from the Lakers 20, 20 times. Is that sometimes they didn't steal the ball? Yes, yeah, the Lakers gave it to them. <laughs> I mean, just. I mean, and this this has happened. Possession is nine tenths of the law, right? And if you just give the ball to the other yeah. team, yes, technically that's a steal, but really it's more of a yeah. gift. How much <laughs> can you complain if your car gets broken into in a bad neighborhood, but you didn't lock it? Right, and you left the doors open, and like <laughs> the windows down, and like a trail of things to the front of the car, indicating all the valuables that might be inside. Like you left a like a, a like a trail of fifties to mm-hmm. the front. Like yeah. there should be a different. The Lakers, I think, at their, <laughs> their license worst plate this year, reads "Steal Me." <laughs> basically, the Lakers at their worst this year have have put. I, I think have, have really raised awareness of perhaps needing a different statistic in the box score for steals um gifts <laughs> like they, they you're just giving the ball to the other team and saying here god be with you do with it what you will um because there are there are and i i'm, I'm joking obviously but there are different levels of turnovers and different levels of steals. And you know, sometimes people make great defensive plays. And you're like, damn, that's just a good defensive play led to a steal and a bucket the other way or whatever. And then there are times when it's you don't do anything. They just give you the ball. And the Lakers were careless. There was at least um, twice the Lakers careless with the ball. the ball. There was at least twice the, Lake over, the Lakers turned. I almost call them the Lakeovers, which makes sense. The Lakers turned the ball over because they botched the execution of a dribble handoff. Yeah, they just they were like too close to each other. It was, a, it was like the butt fumble in football, <laughs> like mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Just unforced uh, coaches will talk about this, but like unforced errors. And so like you talk about not focusing on the box score because you know, you look at the box and LeBron was 9 of 15, 7 of 8, uh 9 of 15 from the floor, 7 of 8 from the line, 28 points, 11 assists, 4 uh had four steals himself, 10 rebounds. He had a triple-double. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. But those 
and, and look, I'm not pinning LeBron the, was keeping him in for a lot of the first. Right. I'm not pinning the loss on LeBron by, no. by any stretch, but in the six turnovers that he had, like four of them were like real bad, like there really was some bad and led to points. Yeah. Um, there was some, know, what are you doing, man? Right. And, you know, D'Angelo, um, less blameworthy, but had a couple, you know, really loose plays himself, even while having 28 points and, you know, hitting four of six threes, carrying through, by the way, um, the positive trend in three point shooting that he started against Memphis the other night. Uh, the other night being Tuesday. That was my um, hope, though. Yeah, it was. That's why, that's why I mentioned it. Because it's not probably not going to be a focus for for a lot of the show. Um, We're not going to stick to the positives after this. I'm game. not. I'm not. <laughs> but like you know, but it, 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 for a 28 point game where he's only on the box score for two turnovers and had five assists and you know hit four of six threes, it's like it still wasn't like you watch the tape of this game and like you say, nobody was like, damn. Like, if they'd all brought it like that guy. Actually, you know what? I will give Cam Reddish that. I think in his own right, Cam Reddish played a really good game. He did. He had five, particularly defensively, the five steals. Yeah. Um, you 16 know, and, points, two yeah. of five from behind the arc. Like, he wasn't, he, at the very least, he wasn't the problem. And by no, the way, only no, one you could argue, Reddish. You could argue your job as defined. Cam Reddish may have done his job better than anybody tonight. I'll give you that. I will give it. You know what? Cam Reddish. You are excused. <laughs> um, but we, look, we'll probably tomorrow, since it's a, a non-game day, as we get ready, uh, you know, they, they don't play on uh, Thursday. We can spend a little more time as we get into Friday and the the next the next iteration of the in-season tournament uh, talking about Cam Reddish um, because I think there's been a bit of a divergence between Cam Reddish and, and Jackson Hayes, which really reinforces how well um reddish has been playing of late uh, but let's get to ad because for all the mistakes that players made whether with a good box score a mediocre box score or something in between um the lakers don't have much of a chance to win when davis plays like he did on wednesday so let's break that down next Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel, and you can enjoy this NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any $5 money line bet that wins. That's, again, $150 in bonus bets if your team wins a measly $5 money line bet, and you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, futures, all sorts of fun stuff. The app is really easy to use. All these different options right there at your fingertips. LeBron right now, because there are obviously NBA things that you can bet on as well, 75-1 to 1 bet to win MVP, Anthony Davis 40-1. to 1. He is 7.5-1, to 1, Anthony Davis, to win Defensive Player of the Year on the rise um, just behind three-time winner and recently choke-held Rudy Gobert, who is five to 5-1. And the folks at FanDuel wasted no time putting Austin Reeves among the six-man-of-the-year candidates. He's now at 11-1, to 1, up from 20-1, to 1, not even a week ago, fourth overall. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. And again, enjoy this NFL season. Enjoy sports with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Technically, it was a back-to-back, -back, 
um, the Lakers. And AD looked like he was sort of uncomfortable. He said he was uncomfortable after the yeah, game. He did. And, and like he, without saying, yeah, I was in love, didn't want to use the the adductor injury uh, as an excuse, but he looked uncomfortable. Um, second night of a back-to-back. But the first night of that back-to-back, Andy, was a cakewalk in which LeBron played 23 minutes, AD played 28 or 29, definitely didn't hit 30. Nobody um, hit 30. And nobody was working. Nobody had to work hard in that game. Like I, There are nights where the second night of a back-to-back becomes almost a scheduled loss. This was not one of them. This, you, know, you, you slept in your own bed. And the 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 night before was not overly taxing. I'll give them, you know, a little bit of a okay. It's hard to play back to back, but like I'm, this was not that. I, I'm not I'm not chalking this up to the second night of a back to back. Yeah, I mean, I I know it was the second night of a back to back, and on top of it, three games and four nights. But like as you mentioned, nobody played 30 minutes the night before against Memphis. Only four guys on the team went over 25 minutes. And this was game 12. So it's like, if this is a factor, fatigue, this early in the season, given those parameters we just mentioned, it's like, I I recognize three games and four nights, but at the same time, this is the NBA. You know, I don't mean like it's a big boy league. I mean, like literally, this is the way the schedule. You're not the only team that has to do this sort of thing. Right. I mean. On the the Lakers post game show, uh, both James Worthy and uh, Robert Ory were about as critical as you will see anybody be of a of a star player on the home network, <laughs> you know, of, of 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 the team. And they both said, you know, Worthy especially, it's like you suited up, like you are out there. If you're going to be there, you need to play, and you need to play better. And this sort of thing can't happen. And it was a, it was a, it was shades of, you know, what happened opening night. Like we have these conversations, it seems like every 11th game, every 10th game about AD. Not that, oh, you know what? Tonight wasn't his night. But really, the problem is all, all players, even stars, have off nights where they're just not as good as they usually are. But their floor, is higher than what AD tends to have when he has these clunker games. LeBron's floor for a bad LeBron game is higher than what AD produces when he doesn't when he's not there. That can't that needs to change. His bad games need to be better. He's allowed to have them, but the bad games from Anthony Davis can't be this bad. Yeah, First of all, you know, Anthony Davis, nine points, nine rebounds, four blocks, but five turnovers in 35 minutes, three and nine from the floor. It's to me, it's not the offense that shows just how bad a game it was, even though make no mistake, seven points for Anthony Davis in 35 minutes is scored the first bucket of the game, Andy, and I think was scoreless until the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's flat out unacceptable. And he seemed to aggravate that abductor. Um, there was a sequence in, I believe, in the first quarter where he, if I'm remembering correctly, he, I think he bothered um, one of Sabonis's shots, but then he might have landed awkwardly or stepped awkwardly, something like that. But it's, it seemed to irritate him, and he actually blocked Sabonis at the rim. I'm looking at my notes right now, but it looked like he aggravated it, and 
AD was asked about this. He didn't bring it up. You know, he said they're treating this every day. And because it was a back-to-back, he didn't get as much treatment as normal. But he also said, quote, it is what it is. I'll suit up and play. I got to be more effective. Obviously, it was still bothering me a little bit, but still got to go out there and do my job. And, you know, before the even the subject of the abductor came up and he was asked, like, what was going on, on out there, AD said, quote, I just played bad. I'm not going to put it on anything. I missed shots. I just played like bleep, to be honest. It's that simple. You know, he did clarify he's going to play in Portland. Like he presented that as a 100% thing. I know he had said that before the the game that he missed in Houston, but I, I do not expect he's going to miss this game in Portland, particularly considering how badly he played in this game. You know, and he does usually bounce back pretty well from, from games like this one. You know, but... To me, the thing that, and I recognize I'm saying this about a guy that had four blocks, Anthony Davis, you really didn't make his impact defensively because oh, usually, Sabonis ate him up. Right. Usually, even in the games where Anthony Davis is struggling to score or is off, you know, you, you just, the jumper's not, fun, like whatever, he still wrecks shop defensively. And those are usually the game, by the way, that you and I are like, guys, everything with Anthony Davis is not about scoring. Like, look at more than just the scoring column. This was one of those nights where you didn't even feel him defensively. No. And, you know, to some degree, this is where it becomes even more problematic when his floor is that low because the entire Lakers defense is built around Anthony Davis and his activity. And when it's not there, other guys don't know how to to do stuff. <laughs> and, and so, you know, just – it. Again, I go back to what I was saying before. His floor for bad games needs to be higher. And like you say, sometimes that part of the reason the floor is is often as high as it is when he's a little off is because there are two halves of the court. And on one half, he's almost always reliably good. Um, and, and so, you know, what you end up talking about is offense. He... he they they do need the offense though. They just they what and this I know this is something you want to talk about with Reeves. There's worthy. I think it was it was it was, it was either worthy or Ori was t- we're talking about the Davis and the pick and roll, and like he does too much of that. They have him in too many pick and rolls, and they're not just giving the ball in places where he can go and create himself, or whether that's on the low block or on the wing or whatever it might be. And I think there's something to that. Not be, not that they they don't want to put him in pick and rolls because those can be remarkably effective, um, both for Davis and for setting up other shots um, for for other guys because he is so good um, as a pick and roll player. But it is easy to get out of balance, and I felt like on Wednesday the the balance with a lot of things that the Lakers were trying to do was off, and that might have been one of them. I mean, the execution. Particularly when he's not kind of cooking aggressively. Well, yeah, and look, this was a game where he he looked physically uncomfortable with, you know, and we acknowledge, like, to some degree, if you're going to be out there, you have to figure out a way through it. But there's a lot that you just lose in terms of game mm-hmm. planning, period. Yes. When Anthony Davis isn't himself. The overall execution in this game, I mean, for a game where the Lakers – shot f- almost 51% from the field, almost 38% from behind the arc. You know, those are certainly 
doable offensive raw numbers. This was a game where their execution was often, I mean, it was really bad defensively, but it was pretty damn bad on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Like, there were times where they got buckets and you're like, I don't know how the hell that just happened, but that was certainly not what was scripted. No, and and, and again, they just gave, they gave away way too many possessions. Um, you know, Sacramento had 13 more field goal attempts in this game and you know they 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 went the lakers went to the line more so um you know that's really where a lot of then a lot of that just comes straight up from easy turnovers and stuff like that um one of the other places that the lakers are were, were out of balance on um on wednesday and have periodically been out of balance even after austin reeves has turned things around from just playing like bleep no matter what they were trying to do. Um, it was off. Reeves' synergy with the rest of the offense was off on uh, on Wednesday in a pretty big way. So I want to get your thoughts on what you see uh, and potentially think is going on there. We'll do that next. Lakers is brought to you by Jace Medical, and we spend a lot of time with you, the Locked on Lakers audience, our viewers, our listeners, celebrating wins, lamenting losses like this one, and you know, talking about the rotations, what combinations on the floor make sense. And it's it, we feel like we have a connection with you guys, and it's really awesome. And we hopefully take some of the stress out of your day-to-day lives, but you know, game like this notwithstanding, but we can also offer advice for that day-to-day stress. And whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a weather event or a natural disaster, or there's another supply shortage, you have to be able to expect the unexpected. And thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions, those are available. Jace Medical allows you to customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications for your family needs. So go online right now to jacemedical.com. Receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code Locked On at the checkout for a $20 discount as well. Again, J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Um, in a vacuum, the box score isn't bad for Reeves. You know, points are a little lower than you want. Only nine of them, and they were a little backloaded. But um, you know, four of ten from the floor, zero of five from three-point range. That's not anywhere near where it needs to be. But eleven rebounds, eight assists. Um, he had a steal. So again, not a great night, but not a, a night without with like literally no contributions for Austin Reeves. And big picture, Andy, he in a vacuum is certainly playing much better than he did over the first five or so games of the season. Like, I don't think there's any real argument about that, but contextually with the rest of the team, there are still a lot of moments. And I thought Wednesday throughout most of the game where the rhythm between Reeves and the other guys on the floor isn't meshing. It's not in sync. Um, what they're trying to do with Reeves, what Reeves is trying to do, and the other guys on the floor being kind of the outlets for that. It's just not aligning often enough. What do you see? Um, it feels to me like Reeves is, is, if I had to summarize it broadly, I think he's over-dribbling when mm-hmm. he's out there. It feels to me like he is often just kind of trying to dribble himself either – into a solution 
or out of trouble when he's not found that solution. But it seems like more often than not to me, he's just trying to work work his handle and work the ball out of individual trouble as opposed to it feeling like he's got more of a like a full-fledged plan involving the whole team. Like the difference I would say is, you know, D'Lo is a very big prober when he's out there. Like D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell is not somebody who's going to, you know, run the break all that often. He's not somebody that looks to blow by. Like D'Lo will be the first to tell you that's not really what he does. And he will often work himself, you know, dribble, dribble, dribble into the lane, dribble, 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 a couple more steps where he's surrounded by people, where, you know, he's working that ball. But it always feels more like D'Lo has a plan with what he's doing. Whether whether the possession ends up working or not, it feels like D'Angelo Russell has more of an idea of what he wants to be doing in those sequences where he works himself into the lane and he's probing in ways that it feels right now like Reeves is doing the dribbling at like twice the speed, but with half the idea of what he wants to do in that possession. It's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I a thousand percent agree on the over dribbling. Um, and I think it's a weird thing with, with Reeves because I mean, first of all, I think the Lakers are intentionally sort of giving him more of that sort of ball handling, initiation yeah. role like they're asking him to do more of that one of the which, reasons they moved in the second unit right so there you know there, there is a feeling out process you know we were talking before the show that you know teams adjust they they're, they're continually adjusting to um every player on the floor but certainly somebody like reeves who is not so far you know established in the league that he's completely out of that window where teams will make adjustments that he has to then adjust back to and i but i think a lot of it really is just that rhythm between him and the rest of the group where they're they are a moment or two late in do i move or do i not move do i cut here or do i not cut is this do i want to give austin space to get into the lane where he is effective at either putting up his own shot or you know drawing a foul or whatever it is i don't want to get in the way of that but i also don't want to stand still to give him nothing nowhere to go with the ball um, because Reeves, you know, you don't want him like he's not Damian Lillard. He's not going to just, you know, set your De'Aaron Fox to set you up and just cook you off the dribble. Um, at least not all the time. So I think that rhythm is off. And then I think Reeves is off in his rhythm of, am I going to attack to set up my own shot here? Am I looking to try to set up a teammate? What am I doing? And it's why I think his best moments have come kind of in the context of natural movement, whether it's a pick and roll that opens up really nicely and he, you know, makes a pocket pass to AD or a lob or whatever, or stuff that's more on the uh, on the loose break or whatever it could be. When they get into the half court, the 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 parts and the and the the motions just aren't lining up frequently enough. That's what yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean, there's. You know, I was just thinking about this now. Reeves, particularly with the second unit, but just with this team in general, he's often being asked to orchestrate with players he's not as familiar with, you know, like Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. I mean, even somebody like Rui, who we played with last year, he played high leverage minutes in the playoffs with last year, compared to, say, LeBron and AD, you know, who he's played 
two and a half seasons with. Like sometimes it just feels like there's there's an overall lack of familiarity, like or mm-hmm. just like a synergy, like an idea of what they're going to be doing, and maybe at times they don't quite know what he's going to be doing, which would yeah. make sense because there are times, like I said, it it often feels to me like he's not quite sure. It's like, oh yeah, I, I think I am I passing my scoring? What I mean, how am I getting? What's I I, I definitely think there's a little bit it, of it's of, like of unsureness. That's if you've not, ever done, if you've ever done improv training, like you know, obviously by definition, improv is being made up as you go to a certain degree. But if you've ever, you know, done training in it, done workshops with it, which I have, there is a foundation that everybody knows ahead of time, and everybody has a broad idea what you're going to be doing, and then from there, because you know that so well. You can improvise and, you know, it's the same basic tenets for sets that you're going to be running on the court, but then you have to be able to improvise because the defense doesn't cooperate. And it just feels right now like everybody when Reeves is running a lot of possessions is not on the same page, whether that is because of Reeves, whether that's because of the other guys, some combination of both. There are times where I feel like Reeves is just playing too frantic, like where he might be missing stuff because he's just, he looks sped up a lot. Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of I think there's a little bit of of pressing going on, you know, where he's trying to be perfect. Um but I, you know, to use your improv um comparison because I think it's a good one. Even the best improv troops start, you know, they when you see him you know, and the polished product on stage, you go see, you know, second city, you go see whatever it's like, and it just, the whole thing looks like it happens easily. It's like, okay, yeah, because that's the finished product. Yeah. What you didn't see are the, you know, the, was the first month <laughs> where the jokes didn't land and, you know, actor a thought actor B was going to zig and they zagged and they said the, the, they did this crazy thing when they thought they were going to do that. Like, and nobody was really talking about anything. Like, you didn't see that first month. And There's a reason I, that if dress rehearsals are ever open to the public, they're like half price. Yes. Because <laughs> the show you're going to see likely isn't as good. Right. And so that's that's kind of what I think they're at. And I'm not terribly concerned by it because Reeves isn't the type, Reeves isn't the type of player who is like, okay, like I signed my contract. I got to figure out where are my 22 points coming from tonight? Like, I don't think that's the issue here. It's like, it's, it's much more a question of to some degree, I think actually being, having to be pushed to be a little bit more selfish as a scorer sometimes. Um, but then just what, what is the right balance? Where do I fit in? Now I'm a, now I'm a bench guy, which is fine because I'm still playing 35 minutes a night, but the the personnel is a little different and they're just not on the same page right now and as a group that even when reeves isn't the guy with the ball there's still too much standing around um there's just not enough activity not enough cutting not enough um uh, of that stuff i think that those things that juice an offense um and give guys options and so they'll get there um but when it isn't working you know, and also too, it's hard to get your offense into a rhythm when you are constantly throwing the ball to the other team. So there's that. <laughs> and when you can't clean your own glass. 
it was often shocking in this game. Just the degree to which there was a there was a sequence in the second quarter where Rui got a quick three that seemed like it would be building momentum off an incredible pass back from LeBron. This kickout was amazing. But then Austin turned the ball over on a terrible pass to nobody. It led to a transition threes. Uh, Jackson Hayes then turned the ball running the break. Why? Don't know. Really but bad. Really bad it, on Wednesday. Yeah. But, you know, that led to a turnover, another Sacramento bucket. Then Reeves turned the ball over again, which led to another transition bucket for Sacramento. And the Lakers in this game, their defense was often just completely out of sorts and without direction, whether they were – I mean, there were times where they looked unset even though they had just scored. <laughs> like, they just were the, – They didn't quit on the game um, in the sense that they continued to play hard. They tried to make – they tried to, you know, as you like to put it, the faux comeback. Uh, but, they, you know, they, they, they continued pushing quite frankly, longer than I would have. I would have sat guys down at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think it's the opposite. Honestly, I don't think they really started busting their ass till that fourth quarter. I think if they had played with the same intensity and focus for the first three that they did in the fourth, I'm not saying they would have won the game, but I think they would have been a hell of a no. Lot. But they, I mean, they 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 pushed in the second quarter before the you know the, the but not the, consistently. I didn't I didn't say they played well. I think they I think I don't think they quit on the game. I don't think they played well. I'm not talking um, about execution. I'm talking about energy and fight. I, I'm I think I disagree with you. I think the energy okay. got better. You know, after that, you know, initial. I think that you know there was enough care there, um, but they they they. It, they if you have the energy and your execution is that bad, it's like we're sort of. I mean, look, you know, even in the fourth quarter where I thought they were caring more, they still, in the nine and a half minutes that the four starters and Reeves were on the floor, they still turned the ball over four times. Right. And also, too, I'm, I'm giving them a little less credit for that because with a what 26 point lead, um, I, I don't know if Sacramento was as engaged late as they were at the beginning. Kevin Herter was because he busted their asses. I don't put a lot of credence in fourth quarter pushes when you're down by 26. Yeah. Because I think but, those tend to have much more to do with the other team than they are with you. But anyway, but my point is I don't I, I they I don't think they necessarily quit on the game, but it, to some degree they I even forgot what I was where I was going with that. But like they just can't be as careless and as and as as bad and sloppy against good teams. And the Kings, if you haven't noticed, are a good team thing. Uh, one thing we can get to for Friday um, beyond this uh, question of Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood played nine minutes mm -hmm. in, in the game on Wednesday and has slowly seen some of his um, prominence getting chipped away. Yeah. So I want to talk about Christian yep. Wood on Friday as well. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with uh, nearly 22,000 subscribers. Uh, we will be back tomorrow getting ready for the in-season tournament where the Lakers never lose. We'll see everyone Friday.